Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your cause Hey, Andrew. Hey, Edwin. We are continuing on diving into deep waters here in 1 John chapter 3. I wish we had the camera on the podcast right now for all of that illustrating of diving in (laughs) which looked a little bit more like a fish flopping (laughs) well that's true while i'm diving in multiple times oh okay multiple times many dives five five dives this week five dives this week uh so here we are continuing on talking about loving one another loving our brothers and sisters hey when i think about brothers i sure think about kane (laughs) <laughs> there you go. And, Abel. and that's who John thinks about. That's He's going to bring it up. Too. Why don't you read for us verses 11 through 18? All right. First John chapter three. And I'm going to start in verse number 11. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain, who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. Do not marvel, my brethren, if the world hates you. We know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. By this we know love, because he laid down his life for us, and we also ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoever has this world's goods and sees his brother in in need and shuts up his heart from him, how does the love of God abide in him? My little children, let us not love in word or in tongue, but in deed and in truth. In 1 John chapter 2 and verse 7, he had said, Beloved, I am writing you no new commandment, but an old commandment that you had from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And here he kicks off this paragraph with, this is the message that you heard from the beginning. What was that commandment that they'd heard from the beginning? Love one another. We should love one another. Love one another. And of course, when Jesus taught that command in John 13, mm-hmm. again, this letter is anchored in his gospel account. Sure. When Jesus taught that love in John 13, it was love one another as I have loved you. Mm-hmm. So you also are to love one another. You know, in John 13, he had just given the illustration of washing the disciples feet that's right and he and he said when he got done look what do you learn from this you learn from this look i am teacher and lord you're right when you call me that Mm -hmm. if i the teacher and lord will wash your feet you also ought to wash one another's feet Mm -hmm. you should love one another as i have loved you and so this is that command well you can't imagine a more opposite picture and illustration of loving a brother than talking about cain Right. And so we, we go from that we love like I have loved you to love one another, not as Cain. <laughs> yeah. Who was yeah. of the wicked one and murdered his brother. So, you know, that takes us back to Genesis. That takes us back to the first two brothers, mm-hmm. Cain and Abel. And uh, that is the worst possible example. Right. Of. <laughs> Of brotherly love, that's a brotherly love fail that's right there. A, that's Pretty hard. Fail. That's a fail. That's Stamp a fail. that one. Stamp that one. Um, this also takes us back to John 8. In John 8, when Jesus talks about being of your father the devil, he says to the Jews, because you want to do the works he did from the beginning, you want to murder. Mm-hmm. So you guys want to murder me. And they're like, well, we don't want to murder you. But of course, then they, what they did is they murdered him. Uh, but he's saying, yeah. you, you, this, is, this is what the devil did because he was a liar and he was a murderer from the beginning. We saw him lie to Eve about the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then what Jesus is pointing out 
is that Cain's actions mm-hmm. were also prompted by the devil. Sure. We don't see the serpent come up and, and talk, talk to Cain right. about it, but it's the, the influence that came about because of the sin that the devil brought into the world through his temptation of Eve and Adam. Because of that sin, Cain was influenced. And again, who prompted that? That's of the devil. So this ties in with our warning then in 1 John 3 and verse 7, little children, let no one deceive you. Yeah. And if we're falling under the sway of deception, it's going to come out lies and murders. And don't be like Cain. Mm-hmm. Don't be like Cain. Cain. He was deceived. He was deceived and he murdered because of his deception. And there's a couple, excuse me, there's a couple of things in this paragraph that really stand out to me on this. Number one John takes this opportunity to say, why did Cain murder Abel? Well, he murdered Abel because Cain was wicked and Abel was righteous, which kind of gets us back to John again as he points out that people who are in the darkness don't like to see the light. Yeah. They don't like to see it demonstrated. But then he makes this comment, and it just it just grabs me here in this context. He's going to go on and talk about loving one another, and I, I want us to see some amazing things about that. But then he points out, look, don't be surprised when the world doesn't love. Mm-hmm. Don't be surprised when the world hates you. The world is just acting like the world. This is what the world does. We should be ready for that. We should be expecting. And and if we're not surprised when the world hates us, that's when we will be able to be like Jesus going to the cross, even for folks in the world. So we have been talking about the wonderful thing about being a part of the family of God and we are his children. Uh, First couple episodes this week and earlier in the chapter. But in bringing up Cain, and focusing on how he murdered his brother, it does remind me that I still have a relationship and a fellowship of sorts with my neighbor, with my yeah. common, with the common man who is not a Christian. Right. And while I want to love the brethren in Christ and, and help them however I can, I need to be mindful that there are my brothers of humanity who may wish me ill or yeah. do me ill for the sake of Christ. And when they do, don't be surprised. Because here's the thing, when I'm surprised, it's like when I'm expecting good behavior and I see bad behavior, that's when I act angry and that's when I get uh, out of sorts and I respond in ways that that aren't well mm-hmm. controlled. I, yeah. that's, that's when my self-control gets challenged. If I'm just walking into it expecting, hey, folks of the world are going to act like worldly folks, when they act like worldly folks, I don't have to get all bent out of shape. What I can do is shine the light of the gospel into that relationship. In fact, not even don't be surprised, but appreciate that you are maturing spiritually and you're on the right path when this happens. And not to stir up a martyr complex, but look, when we read verse 14, we know that we have passed from death to life because we love the brethren. He who does not love his brother abides in death. Look, I, I know I'm on the I'm on the right path. The world is hating me, but I'm loving the brother and I'm passing from death to life. This is where I need to be and what I need to be doing. Paul commented on something similar in Titus chapter three when he told Titus to preach to the folks on Crete, reminding them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, to show perfect courtesy toward all people. These two verses help us understand what it means to shine the light of Christ into these relationships with the worldly. Because he says, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. He said, we were living like that too. Mm-hmm. We know what that no, was like. True. Let's not be surprised. Let's not be yeah. surprised when they act like that. Instead, let's shine the light of the gospel in that. 
so we can love and we can love so much better. Uh, not just talking about it, but doing it. Yes. And that leads me to the second thing, which actually then gets into the love of one another. Because I think what happens is he brings up Cain and he says, you know, don't be a murderer. And I think we're probably all like, check. <laughs> all right. It I'm wasn't t- my temptation I'm doing today, <laughs> but it, we take it a day at a time. <laughs> One day at a time. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. I've never murdered anyone. Yeah. And then he brings it down to, of course, you remember when Jesus preached his Sermon on the Mount, he said, well, it's not just about murder. Actually, the fulfillment of that is, well, don't be angry. Yeah. Don't be angry. And if you insult your brother, John brings it in here and he contrasts. He says in verse 15, everyone who hates his brother is a murderer and no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So if you hate, mm-hmm. if you hate, well, hey, check. I don't hate anybody. Hate I mean, hate is a strong it is word. word. Try not to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but but the, actually, he says, instead of being Cain, be Jesus. By this, we know love that he laid down his life for us. Now, now we've got to. Oh, wait a minute. Instead of murdering, sacrifice yourself. That's right. Mm-hmm. Cain killed his brother. Jesus died for his brother. Yeah. And what a what a fantastic contrast that is. This is not just about vo- avoiding Cain. It's about pursuing Jesus. And then he puts legs on it Mm -hmm. in verse 17. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Now, look, I've never murdered anybody. Right. And I mean, you know, I might even say I've never hated anybody. I mean, listen, I've I've strongly disliked some people, but I've never hated anybody. Okay, but have I seen a brother or sister in need and decided not to? provide for that to help them yeah and it here he specifically brings up material needs yeah but it might also be emotional bearing of one another's burdens Mm -hmm. spending time visiting them in the hospital preparing meals for them when loved ones have died when you see folks who have that needs weeping with those who weep rejoicing with those who rejoice it's not just the material needs when i when i see my brothers and sisters and there is a need if I decide, no, I ain't got no time for that, mm, he says, that's, you don't have God's love in you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And look, it's more nuanced than that. I get it. We've only got 24 hours in the day. I'm fine. But let's not play mind games either. Right. Let's, let's not give ourselves a pass when what we're doing is, is making money and running our job and making sure to get to live in our nice houses while we're not taking the time to actually help our brothers and sisters who are in need. He says, now we've got a problem. Man, when he puts it on that level, I'm like, okay, yeah, I've, I've fallen short on that one. And uh, I need to grow in love. It's, it's a wonderful application of that. If Jesus is willing to lay everything down for the brethren, mm. then uh, to supply some of those needs. Uh, I can't help but notice in verse 17, you think we might think we're withholding goods from a brother, but actually he says you're shutting up your heart mm. from him. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it is, it's, it's very telling about our, our love, our loyalty, our treasures, about whether or not we're sensitive towards our brethren or not. But of course we know I'm supposed to say I love you. And well, so yes. we're going we're gonna to meet at church on Sunday and I'm going to shake your hand, maybe even give you a big hug. I love you, brother. I yeah. love you. And yeah. beloved. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> we call each other the beloved. Yeah, absolutely. So it's and in our so, language. Yeah. we So live like it. Yeah. Indeed and in truth, not just in word. Yeah. Let's wrap up here. Holy God, thank you so much for this opportunity to consider what John teaches us about love. Thank you for the opportunity to flee Cain and pursue Jesus. 
And I just have to admit, I am really bad at loving like Jesus. And so I'm going to ask you, Father, to please bring people into my life that can strengthen me. Help me to find things in Scripture that will encourage me. Help me to become more like your son, Jesus. And I pray that for all of my brothers and sisters. Uh, I am so looking forward to when we have become like you. And while we're on that journey right now, I pray for your strengthening power in our lives, that your Holy Spirit will strengthen us in our inner being, that we would love and have joy and peace and patience, that we would bear that fruit for your glory, and that we would not be deceived by anyone who wants to give us permission to sin. Lord God, we love you so much. We thank you for loving us first. And it is through your Son who loved us and died on the cross for us that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Because when I think about raising Cain, I, I think about Edwin Crowther. <laughs> a hater's got to hate. <laughs> Sorry. Gonna resist. <clears throat> so they're going to act in the ways that we <laughs> expect. And you just gotta shake it off. <laughs> yes, the gospel of Taylor Swift. <laughs> Just what it, yeah, that's just another way to say it. <clears throat> <clears throat>